Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast, you know, every and I'm so busy. You know, some days I do my interviews um, during the week, on Sundays, but I'm on vacation right now, so I have a little time. And before we start, I want to read the people to DM me. Mm-hmm. I can really take my time because I'm not, for the first time in a long time, I'm not in a rush. I think I, usually I'm always in a rush. I only have like an hour to spare, but I got time. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is what the brother wrote to me on Monday, 450 to the motherfucking K. What's going on, OG? My name is Cameron Walker. I'm a huge fan. Listen to the podcast faithfully. I have something I want to share that you could use for your podcast. I also love to be on some call and explain my testimony, testimony to these women, man. I met my first love in college. I'm 20, by the way. I met her down when she was treated bad by dudes she dated before and mm. had the mindset of fuck all niggas, I'm going to do me. At that time, the type of person I was, I was innocent and naive. I saw the good people, I saw good in people, plus I was a virgin. So, but around that time, she would push me away, making me feel like I was lacking because I wasn't the loud, flashy hood niggas. She used to. I was laid back, chill guy with a cool vibe that most women like. Plus, as a black man, I had a mentor that taught me how to treat women. But mm-hmm. she would test me at times to make me react in a certain way that she wanted me to act. But she didn't understand that I was simple and laid back. And because of it, she saw me as weak, which was not the case at all. Because I don't play. Later on, we got together. I lost my virginity, but a couple months she broke up with me because I was a virgin at the time, and the sex wasn't that great like it is now. Congrats! And but she lied to me, having me convinced. I having me convinced it was me. We broke up. Let me check it. But she lied to me, having me convinced it was. Me. That's what you should have wrote. It was me, and we broke up because she questioned my masculinity. Like I said earlier, anyway, I went through heartbreak and depression. Well, later on, we got back together. But before we, but before we did, she confessed to cheating on me and forgave her. I forgave her, but forgave her too quickly. Like I didn't understand what all I was forgiving her for. Plus, I was naive. So we got back together. I left and now I left and got a new job. But every time at work, it would get so I would get so angry, like I would have angry thoughts to the point where my head hurt because I couldn't figure out it. I couldn't figure out what was on. What was it when I noticed the resentment I had built up and addressed it? Now keeping in mind. She confessed in September of last year, mm-hmm. but I'm just now found I'm just now finding out the truth this year of March, and it turns out that she cheated on me with her ex, that mm-hmm. she brought me around when I met her, um, family and had convinced brought me around family and 
convinced me that he was just a family friend. <laughs> I was never insecure or controlling, so I didn't care because I was better than all her exes she's been with. But that night, she told me I blew up like to the point where I was so livid, it brought tears to my eyes. Also, I found out that she slept with other guys while we broke up, including her ex. And the irony, the irony is that she got into it with her, with his baby mama, because mm-hmm. baby mama suspected that they were fooling around. And she told me this and convinced me she wasn't, and I defended her, but turned out she was. All I'd done was show her how much I loved her and never gave her any reason at all. Plus, this was someone I thought to be my best friend, but we still were together because I was confused. But now she treated me right, cooked for me every night and all the time and all that. But it took me up. It took me a long time. It took me a long point to realize what I put up with and have beat myself up about it and moving forward. I didn't have the confidence that I wanted to be with this person anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm at a point in my life where I'm making changes to put me first. And I realized how focused on her, how focused I was on her. And I put her first when she put me last. Mm-hmm. And that for, and for and for that, for her to change, she had to hurt me in the process in order for me to learn in order for me to learn, had, I had to I had to be hurt. Basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. So that wisdom can. So with so that wisdom, can you spare a brother like me, TK? I love to chop it up over the phone on your podcast. Blah 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 blah. Whew. <laughs> how, how old is she? She's uh 20, but she's a um she's a month older than me. Okay. Yeah. But here's the thing about. Okay, so before I before I give my my step on this thing, what 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 is your current status to her? Single. Okay, so you're not together no more. No, but I was I kind of was being stupid. Like I uh I thought that we could like I tried to make it work. Um, you know, I tried to get um some wise counsel. Um. With certain with strangers and people or whatever, um, with other men and um, and it, but mainly I I came up with the idea myself to try to work it out and to see if the out good way the bad and or you know just you know because if it did now you know we'll stay but if not then I'm gone but so we technically we're roommates right now matter of fact she's in the house I just came out to the car because she's up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, y'all, oh, y'all not together, but y'all live together. Yeah. Oh, yo. man, you got to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> but hey, I I don't have, I have, um, I've always, one thing about me, I've always had uh, dick control, like, you know, how you be preaching. Right. Like I said, I had a mentor, you know, and so I always, I, so I you know, purposely slept on the couch. She sleeps in the room or whatever, so nothing don't happen. Cause you know I don't have a I didn't I never I never knew my father and uh, we but we like talk every 
every once in a while. And I was telling him my situation. Um, and he was just saying, he was just saying, you know, don't get her pregnant because, yep. you know, and I was like, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And, get her pregnant, yo. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean she's not going to be a good woman one day, right? Right. It doesn't mean that. What The reason why I'm doing this episode of this podcast, I'm telling you one second, I'm sipping on my little coffee this morning, feeling, mm-hmm. and chilling my toes, so I'm feeling good. Hold on. He's a motherfucker. See, the reason I'm doing this episode to all my fans and listeners around the world, because your 20s are supposed to be your years to explore. Mm-hmm. Your 20s are not the year to settle down and talk about you got a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Because if you don't learn in your 20s, guess what? You hold on to this disease for the rest of your life, jealousy, mm-hmm. immaturity, mm-hmm. not knowing how to handle certain situations. Good. Now, you know, you see people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, right, acting mm-hmm. uh fool. Yeah. Acting a fool because no one gave them the game. Mm-hmm. See, your 20s, you're supposed to learn how to adjust your emotions. Your 20s, you're supposed to learn about lying and not lying. See, in our 20s, you know, some of us lie a little bit, exaggerate lies, right? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to learn during that time, hey, you know what? I lie too much. Let me calm that down and figure out who I am. You got <laughs> men, right? You got men who lie to get pussy, right? Yeah. You know, just lie for no damn reason, not knowing. You can just really be yourself and be a gentleman. But then also, as you get older, you realize when you approach a female and it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. that's the, the universe, that's the energy saying to you, you ain't supposed to be with this bitch, and this bitch ain't supposed to be with you. But what we do is, because it's ass or we find that person attractive, mm-hmm. we keep pursuing it. It's like pissing against the wind. Mm-hmm. You know, you go outside, you pee against the wind, you're going to pee on yourself. <laughs> right? So we, yeah. we, right? So we see women, hey, how you doing? That girl don't want to fuck with you. But guess what? We, we keep pushing. And what I always tell people you have to go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. Mm. You want to meet a woman that she see you, she like you from the jump and vice versa. Mm. You don't want nobody that got to think about it. They like your ass. But now, bitch, I don't know if you're plotting. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I don't know if you're plotting for the come up, right? Hmm. Yeah, she most definitely. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't you. And it and it works on all different levels financially. Sometimes people ain't got money, so mm-hmm. it, ain't, it ain't that the girl is chasing money, and then like the guys chasing ass. You're in your twenties. These are those are the years to explore. Right. See, the right. years to explore. See, white people. It's funny, right? A white girl mm-hmm. got to go out, make a fuck, and be out with other people tomorrow and know, in general, some businesses, oh, that's Becky. You know, we, we fucked last night, but we're, 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 there's no relationship. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Black people <laughs> fucked on her one night, and y'all see each other out with somebody else tomorrow. Y'all going to war. Right. Yeah. Y'all be like, who is that bitch? Right. <laughs> right. Who's that bitch? What the fuck? I just fucked you last night. <laughs> but see, let's see, you, you in the house with this woman. Mm-hmm. And it's a bad thing, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. See, it's a bad thing. It really is. But you are, it's a chess. It's a game of chess. Mm-hmm. You make strategic moves in life to better your life. So if you got to stay there and live on the couch because we don't, I don't know your home situation. I don't know if you know other bitches. If you don't, Nah. I have family members, you know, nobody may like, n- n- nobody may not like your ass, right? Mm-hmm. So you, 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 you may not be fucking that, but guess what? You're in, you got a roof over your head. Right. Nice. So we do got food in the house. <laughs> right. And you got food in your house. Yeah. Funny. And my dream for you is to one day to, um, sit back one day 40 years from now and think about how we had this conversation. You was on the, the couch sleeper, but now 40 years down, you got a house, you got a nice car mm-hmm. as the type of woman you want in your life. Right. That, that'll make you happy. And here's the thing. I've been on this earth 60 years. Mm-hmm. And I've, seen, I've seen the world literally change. Yeah. It really has has gotten worse, right? Because Especially the, parents, the women. Right. The parents are not teaching the kids the right thing. Mm-hmm. So the kids out here don't see. I really thought the 30s was bad. The kids in their 30s. Was the women and men, the way they think. But it's even in the 20s that's really bad. But if you and her got a place together in the train, that's a good sign. Because mm-hmm. that means you're all mature enough that you're paying bills, mm-hmm. not that it's lacking, you're trying you not to go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. Like all things are just awesome, right? You know, mm-hmm. you're keeping your underwear clean, you're smelling good. Of and see, that's, that's the other thing that you want to do around the house. Always keep your ass fresh. Always wash the tub after you get out. Make sure it's clean for the next person. But when you come out that bathroom, make sure your skin, your nuts, your legs, everything, <laughs> your, everything, everything is moisturized and you always smell good. You know, I want you to always smell good. So even if she's not thinking about you, she in that room playing with a pussy, fucking you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me check. Can I say something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, okay. It's crazy if you said that because lately... My aunt, I used to, um, I always uh, would talk with the women in my family, my auntie, my mother, but especially my auntie. And one of the things she said she regretted in her childhood is that she, because I'm very cheap. Like, when I was 16 and I had my I, my first job, I was saving hella money. And, like, I had, like, over $4,000, like, over the years of high school. I'm on $5,000, but, and that's another situation I kind of want to talk about, but I'm not going to, like, direct the conversation. Okay, yeah, we can talk about it. It's good. Okay. okay, but my mother, I love my mother. She's a very intelligent woman. Um, she was in a marriage with my stepdad, who I loved, and um, my dad had their problems, and uh, she always she would always ask him for money, 
And, uh, you know, sometimes he'd give it to us, sometimes he wouldn't. And they would get, but they would got in so many toxic arguments. I'm talking about arguments to where we would always wake up in the morning. My sister, me and my sister would always wake up in the morning. We would hear their noise and they pushing each other and all of that, all that craziness. And, um, you know, he just left one day. Like, he just left. And uh, he ain't come, he ain't come, like, he just kept in touch with us whenever he tried to, but he, he left. And my mother, you know, she was never good at managing money. And uh, so she came, always came to me. So I was kind of like the man of the house that, you know, had to do what I had to do. But, you know, and I love her, but I can't, I went broke twice because, because of her. Like, mm-hmm. I lost all those, all that yeah, money. Yeah, and, and all the women, like, all my homegirls and, and all my family tried to tell me, you know, but I, and I, and it, it did, it was a conflict because I was, you know, angry. She would always come to my job and be like, hey, can I, can I, hey, man, man, can I, uh, uh, borrow some money to get matched and some food or uh, I need to go get some gas so I can go to this job interview or, you know, just like that. You know, at, at times I did feel good, you know, because I was being the man and mm-hmm. um, it did feel good to give, you know, I didn't want to, you know, be selfish because I knew I would one day get back, you know, in return, but, you know, I didn't look at it the other way and, you know, that it was like, she was kind of like manipulating me, not manipulating me, but kind of using me, but. Yeah, she was using you. Yep. And I, but I, you know, I love her. I don't really hold that against her. Um, that was just one of the pains of growing up with a single mother. And, uh, cause she, I know she's not perfect, but I always, I, like I said, I always save my money and my auntie, you know, back to the, this conversation, my auntie, she always said, she always regretted not spending, you know, putting herself first and like spending on herself more in her, in her twenties. And that's what I'm starting to now. Like I've, I dress really better. I don't, and I'm talking about I dress better. I dress better. My brother tell me he like, Kev, you you dress like you about to take an old bitch. <laughs> you like, you like, no old cougar's gonna be like, hello, young man. <laughs> I'll tell you. Who knows? It might, cause you sound very mature for your age. I'm very mature. Like my mentor, he 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 taught me. He made me into the man that I am today with women. And I want to give you a background of who I was as a kid. Okay. See, I wasn't like a lot of dudes. I really wasn't. I was shy. I was an introvert. Um, I, I was the. I was. Um, I was always riding with my grandmother. Like we was always riding to church together. And my mentor was always preaching, you know. And I looked up to him because um, it's natural. Sons that don't have a father figure they don't look for a father figure in their life. And uh, I looked up to him because he looked like he was successful, even though he wasn't rich he looked like you know the lord was always taking care of him like because he would always tell a situation he was in the problems he dealt with and the lord always worked it out because he had faith and i always wanted that i was like you know what man i want that one lord to work out my problems and you know <laughs> work my problems out like that and um just never like he just wasn't stressed and i know how you always preach peace of mind to a man is beautiful right so that's what i always wanted and, uh, you know, so I looked up to him and I tried to be perfect at the times when I would fuck up and like, I wouldn't go to church one day, you know, he'll always get on my ass. Or if I, if I forget to open the door for my grandmother, she's like, boy, open the, open the door for your poor grandmother. And I'll always run to open the door. So that's what I do now. Like, man, TK, everybody cannot believe it that I opened the door. Like I remember I went, to, I took my ex on a date. This dude, this nigga outside was on the curl. He looked like he was taking a break on the shift. He was like, I opened the door for my girl. He was like, man, I haven't done that in a long time. I was like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> raised you. <laughs> raised you. Like, you know. And, and, and it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to open the door for a young lady. Like, mm-hmm. it's taken it's taken for granted because you do have women. Let me give you a story about the door. Mm-hmm. I think this girl in D.C. or Baltimore. And then we're on the date, I open the door, we are arguing about me getting the door. I'm talking about like I owe her money argument. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could have been out already and this and that. I mean, yelling, it got to a yelling thing. Mm-hmm. But because the dick is so incredible, because I can <laughs> fuck like a god, right? <laughs> so the dick is incredible, right? So now the bitch want to be tame. Oh, TK, he's so right. But in my head, I don't like confrontation. Mm, right. So I felt good that I dicked her down the way I did, right? Yeah. In this step. Mm. Like, I fucked her to the point that she was submissive. Mm. But I didn't want to have nothing to do with her because the first time a female argues with me or bring up something in my life that's fucking petty, mm-hmm. I I don't want to have nothing to do with you. Mm. Period. That's right. Period. Because I I, I said I'm a thinker, right? I'm always thinking of business. I'm always thinking about creative. I'm always thinking about writing. And that type of pettiness, pettiness distracts me. And don't get me wrong, some men deal with it. You know, some, some people are married and deal with that bullshit all their life. And uh, you think about marriage, something you got to work at. I'm not working. I ain't getting nah, bitch. I ain't working that shit. <laughs> <laughs> work at it, bitch. I've been working my whole motherfucking life. You think that'd be on cruise control. You got uh, marriage is something that you got to work on. And you got to go, bitch, get the... I want to hear people say that shit. I said, get the fuck out of here. That Fuck all that shit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fuck all that shit, bitch. It's, it's, it's because I believe when you meet somebody, you're supposed to be happy. Right. Not arguing. Right. Not complaining. Not mm-hmm. raising your voice. You know, some women, they, when I talk to them back in my day, you know, I hear, bitch, you know, bitch, you got to strike the proper tone when you talk to me, bitch. Your tone. Bitch, your tone. Ain't motherfucking right. <laughs> Ooh, you know, you can't even curse it. Now, listen, I curse like a sailor on stage. Mm-hmm. Do you know when I walk off stage, I don't curse at all? Nah, you lie. You lie. <laughs> I was to you stand up. <laughs> when I get off stage, I don't curse. Not anymore, or like back then. Yeah, back then, you did. Because I, man, tell you, I had watched your stand up last night. <laughs> I stand up, I curse. Uh-huh. When I'm in the house and I'm walking outside and I'm dealing with people, I never use profanity. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I Got never you. use profanity. I don't, I don't curse at all. Okay. And hmm. I try to teach women that too. I remember one of my friends. 
she was cursed. As soon as we got on the phone, not cursing at me, just uh, every other word was profanity. Mm-hmm. And I explained to her, hey, can you not? Hey, that bitch hung up on me. <laughs> she hung up. But I know one day she's going to realize it because, see, what women don't understand, you know, you got the best pussy in the world. You got a good job. But if you're, you're cursing, makes you ugly. Mm. Yeah. A, one, a woman who uses profanity is like having four packs of cigarettes in your mouth. <laughs> it's cancer. <laughs> right. And a man, he'll tolerate if he has low self-esteem. He'll tolerate if he ain't got his shit together. And he needs somebody he could just um, put his dick in and have mm-hmm. fun with from time to time. He'll deal with that. But a man, a man, I'm going to repeat it, a man who knows who he is, mm. who has substance, who was raised by their grandmother. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Men, when they hear women use profanity, you are thinking, can I bring this woman around my grandmother? Can I bring this woman around my children? Mm-hmm. But then you got some women that, you know, they can put that facade of like, uh, no, like pretend like they're a sweet girl, like, you know. Yeah, good. but let me finish. Let me finish, though. You're right. And ladies, what I'm trying to say is that not, I'm not saying not to curse. I'm saying no when to curse. Don't use profanity as the every other word. Mm-hmm. Curse when you really need to use profanity so that the other person who is listening to you knows that you're very serious about your intent. But I want ladies to be ladies. Now, the thing that happened with your girl, cheating and all that, she was just, what she did was she had false paperwork. Mm. False paperwork was she lied to you Mm. while she still was enjoying herself, right? Mm. She lied to you. Here you are, this nice guy. They go to church with your grandma. You know, you got fucked the night before, probably before you went to church and got your balls licked. So you're in church. <laughs> <laughs> you're in church with angels around you, around your grave and shit. You're in the zone. You're like, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. You know, I got my, got my thigh, I got some pussy last night. My girl loved me. You know, I'm gonna go back home. We gotta have some bacon and eggs and pancakes. You know, we gonna watch Netflix. We talked about having this movie. Watch this movie on Netflix at seven. And I got time to spend with my grandma. And, oh my god! Like <laughs> but this bitch is really the devil, right? <laughs> <laughs> this bitch is really the fucking devil. In actuality, she was just exploring her life. Yeah. Yeah. And see, and the crazy thing that women don't get when they're at their age, you know, whatever you put in your body, 20, 30 years later, it affects you, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just so you are. Now, when women do fool around, there's consequences to fooling around. Mm -hmm. And here's the consequences. If a woman's not making a man wear a condom, women can get um, um, fibroids. Or not, not fibroids, it's thigh something. Like they, they get cysts on their ovaries as they get older to the point they've got to get a hysterectomy. 
Okay, I didn't know that. Yep. Over the years, you let different men come in you. You um, got to get a hysterectomy and take mm-hmm. everything out in your cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. Because different sperms, believe it or not, that goes in a female has the ability to damage you in the long run. And no one has given our women a game to teach them that. Yeah. So ladies, I'm not saying don't fuck. I'm saying you can't let different men over your lifetime nutting you and think that it's okay. It's consequences to that shit. Mm. So now... Um, I'm 60. I don't, really, I don't think I don't really have friends my age. Everybody my age is young. Like, they're in their 40s and 50s. So I'm really like the oldest motherfucker on earth in my camp, <laughs> right? <laughs> but why is it, though? Um, my whole life, I always um, hung around younger people. Mm-hmm. And I think the younger people kept me together. That's why I look young and take care of myself. Yep. And I'm not wearing... Um, Steve Harvey shoes and <laughs> long church jackets. Right. And my pants are not over my navel and my belt is not high in the back on my butt and low in the front to the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thank God that um, I have a young spirit. I, I, I work out all the time. I take care of myself. And, and, and when I see the comments of people around the world, like, yo, I want to look like T.K. Kirkland when I'm 60. You know, that's a good feeling. Yeah, I told my brother that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did, man. I was yeah. like, you know, uh, and I was like, uh, I was just telling, I was telling my brother because we we watch you all the time. Like I like every time I come in his place, you know, when I when I'm getting away from the crib, right. Um, I just like every time I always quote T I always quote your uh your old stand up comedy and I was like, What would T K do? <laughs> now, my right. brother was when I got in a relationship with this girl, my brother was eating and I had well let me tell you, so I had got kicked out of college for something that um it wasn't really it wasn't really my fault. Like, I didn't do anything bad. Like I said, I was I made good grades and stuff and uh and um I was with this girl I was actually with this girl. They, uh, this other girl, we was coming from the gym or whatever. We was after ha- hanging out. My sister called me, told me this dude, I like, put his hands on her and stuff. I had uh, punched her in the face, spit on her. Mm-hmm. And um, really, you know, I didn't really understood the whole situation. I was like, all right, I'm on my way. And, you know, later on, we, you know what I'm saying, we ended up getting into it. And then he, uh, <laughs> my sister hit him on the head with an iron. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. She's lucky he didn't die. Yeah, he went to the hospital. He got stitches, you know, and uh, and uh, what's and, uh, but I, but it was a situation because my girl, I mean my uh sister, she acts like a dude kind of like she, she type, she kind of, <laughs> she kind of a player, you know, like she a player, but she kind of can do both sides, like guys and females, and he, okay. I guess she his his the, the nigga bitch was feeling her and. You know, he didn't like that. He was all insecure because my sister was making her laugh. And he and she, the girl actually kissed her. And that's wow. when she had gotten to it. And so I was really dragged in a situation that didn't really, you know, 
Like my friend, my mom kind of got on me. Like you said, you know, y'all just always getting into trouble. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, did you should have just called the police and all that, you know? Because they ended up getting me kicked out. Even though I, even though I wrote an appeal and all of that, um, mm-hmm. it just got me kicked out. So I was dealing with that. Then I was at the end of the day, you black, yo. Yeah. And they have zero tolerance for these black people. I do. Mm-hmm. And it was unfair. It was unfair because, you know, I heard a lot of women that get in the fights. They gave them a chance, but I was like, you know what? Oh, well. And uh, so I was dealing with that. Then I was dealing with her, my ex, my ex, uh, like, pushing me away because I couldn't understand why she was doing that, man. Mm-hmm. But she was just, like you said, she was exploring. And she, she was never, I could tell she was never used to a guy like me, like a guy with substance, because she would always try to, like, I don't know why women, like, have the energy to, like, come up with a mind, oh, let me see how he respond to this. Like, they test right, you. Right, that's that nigga shit. That's the dumbest shit in the world. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, just, this just chill. Right, right. <laughs> like, you know, and she was just, mm-hmm. she was just um, testing me, like, she'll probably call me a bitch or, you know, just say slick shit. You know, I wouldn't be, you know, slick as hell and shit. And I noticed when you say you got to talk to these hoes, <laughs> God had a pinky out. <laughs> so it's not a felony. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> so by the time I, like, I was just really chill, so I ain't doing none of that. You know, I, me, I could always control my emotions. The only time I didn't control my emotions was when I finally found out who the dude is. And I was like, yeah, what the fuck, y'all? And, and, uh, so... So yeah, it was it was it was a bunch of craziness, dude. Like after I had left, I had got in my car. I was about to drive somewhere. I didn't know where the fuck I was going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to call my homegirl. They had to call me that. And it's crazy because I always had a bunch of female friends. I stopped hanging with dudes since middle school. I tried to give dudes like a chance in college, but all the dudes was talking about was like weed and getting some pussy, and that was so boring to me. So I kind of just left and started hanging out with women. And that really kind of, and that honestly, I'm going to say some real shit. It really kind of, like, how people treated me growing up for, like, having women friends or listening to certain music. Like, you know what I'm saying? R&B music with females in it. They kind of treated me uh, a little different. Like, you know, people thought I was gay or, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or they'll just be like, why you listening to that, bro? Like, you know, like, they just thought I was, like, or too nice or some shit. So, it just wasn't the case. I was just, you know, I was just chill. So, it kind of really... Right. Uh, you, you, uh, just, you just smooth, nigga. Yeah. It kind of... But that's the that's the thing. How you always say, I always keep a bad bitch breathing up. I always have right. fine women around. I was always cool with them. Like, niggas would always come up and be like, yo, bro, that's your girl. No disrespect. I'm like, nah, that's my own girl. You know, he's like, all right, all right, she fine. Yeah, she fine. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Go ahead and talk to her. But, <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know why... So that kind of, that's kind of how she was treating me. Like, she thought for the longest that I was gay just because I hung out with uh, some girls or whatever, or, you know, right. just because I wasn't loud. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm at a place now where I started reading my Bible again. I'm reading Proverbs and shit. And it's kind of like giving game on women, like how I don't, you don't get with a woman that's loud, that's always contentious. And, <clears throat> and just, you know, and, you know, just trying to, uh, that just trying to always seduce you or whatever. Not well, that's not a bad thing, honestly. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 that's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, what ahead. you gotta do is balance everything out. Right. So you got the Bible, which is good. 
So now you got to give a woman game. And what I mean by game, you got to teach her, you know, you should read this with me and you know, have some candles around, read the Bible with her. Say, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to push this on you. I just want to make sure I just give you a little knowledge, right? Yeah. And, you know, have some wine. And, you know, after you read, like, you know, come here, put your head on my shoulder for a minute. You know, rub a, rub a titty real good. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know rub a titty real good. And eat a pussy, right? Eat a pussy real good, but don't fuck her. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck her. Just eat a pussy till she comes. And she's going to look at you and say, and then you got to say that, that's from the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> now, watch what I'm about to tell you, dog. Listen to your boy now. Listen to your boy. You funny there. So, after you eat a pussy, nigga, you never fuck her. Uh-huh. Every time y'all get together, you just only eat her pussy. Never fuck her. It is going to blow her mind. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'll tell you. Oh, well, man, okay. She had called me one day. This was like a month ago. She had called me in the room. Like, you know, it gets to that point. Like, we're cordial. We have, we have a healthy, like, our relationship was healthy even though it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But we, like, cause we was always friends first. I came and she was always dope. So we could always talk even though we didn't see eye to eye. And... <clears throat> And she called me in the room or whatever, or she texted me. I'm at the point where every time she tries to talk to me, it gets a little annoying or everything. I'll be like, bitch, stop talking to me, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and uh, she called me in the room, uh, and she was like, hey, we need to talk. And I was like, well, okay, what's up? And she was like, so, <laughs> she's like, so, you don't have feelings for me? I was like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, here comes that high school shit. And I was like, uh, why are you asking me this? She's like, can you just answer the question? I'm like, why would you ask me that question? Do you want to get back together? She was like, she was like, no, can you just please answer the question? I was like, no. no she was signaling she, she wanted to fuck you. Mm-hmm. That's what she uh, wanted. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Damn, she, uh, she just didn't know how to say it. So she's like, come, you know, put you in the room. Hey, you have feelings for me? That's the story. <laughs> That's the signal is. Can you lay that hand and give me some dick real quick? Because I'm horny. Mm-hmm. And that's why your dad said don't get her pregnant. Mm-hmm. So you don't need you don't need those those problems in your twenties, yo. Yeah. Insecure girl, you're still insecure in your own little way, right? Mm-hmm. And you're twenty. You just left your parents' house like maybe eighteen, so you really only have two years of experience in being your own. Actually, that's yeah. Even if, but thank you. So, people, your 20s, I mean, I want to get deep on this. See, before a person settles down, you should have, you know how you fill out a job, ask how many years you've been on the job, or you had this, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in life. Before you settle down, you got to say, I want people to have 10 to 15 years of experience of life, meaning, you shouldn't get married. You shouldn't really be in a, a real, real relationship until you're 30, 35. Right. And let me tell you why. Because all those years, you're going to go through so much BS. By the time you're 30, 35, <clears throat> you'll have the maturity 
to learn to control your emotions, mm-hmm. learn how not to trip about certain stuff mm-hmm. that you're pretty much laughed at. That's why I want people to have those years, even when it comes to paying bills. Some people don't know how to pay bills. Yeah. Some people don't know how to manage money. Yeah, and she was one of them. I had to teach her because she would always, uh, <clears throat> I was like, I came into a relationship. I came into the, can you hear me? Yeah, okay. I came into a relationship. You know, I, I always had money. I didn't have like $25,000 in the bank. I wasn't qualified, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I had, you know, $1,000 on me. I, you know, and, uh, you know, with her, I didn't know who, like how you said, you got to know who you fucking. I didn't know who I was fucking because when right. I, I had left college and I had visited her place, you know, I saw her where her family lived or whatever. And I was like, damn, she got her. Damn. But, you know what I'm saying? But she cool, though. You know, I wasn't going to be judgmental, you know. So I got in good with her family and her family. You know, that's, that's real cool. Like, that's not my second family. I'm good with all the women, you know. And But um, she didn't know how to save money. Like, she would always tell me that, you know, she was basically living paycheck to paycheck because she worked at a, a daycare or whatever. And she was uh-huh. like, oh, I'll make sure I pay all my bills. And, you know, and that's fine. And that's all. That's, you know, it's good with me. You know, and a little money I have over, you know, I just treat myself. And I was like, okay, that's cool, boy. You don't want to. I was trying to tell for the long. You want. You don't want to have money left over just to have it, you know, because emergency is gonna come. It's not when. Right. It's not. That's you know, right. It's gonna, it's gonna come. So, and I and it took me the longest to try to make her understand that until like I think I just stopped saying something or no, I know I stopped spending money, money. you know, on her. A, for a moment, like you know how women be one to they want they nigga to buy them shit off impulse. Like, hmm, I feel like I want some snacks. Man, can you get me some snacks? You know, <laughs> and I and I was like, nah, cause you don't need it. And I was just saving money, and she kind of like followed me, you know. So I kind of led, and she kind of followed me, and you know, she she came back to me later on. And she was like, Cameron, you right? I say. two thousand dollars, you know. I was like, bitch, I told you. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, and so yeah, that that's that's good. I, that's something out of relationship. It, it was we had some good moments in the relationship, you know. But but it was a lot of bad though. But right, <laughs> but you right. know, the good moments. It was it was a couple of good moments, you know. And I'm at a place now where uh, I'm like working on my look, building my confidence up, you know. Right, are you I'm working out? To, yeah, I'm working out. I'm okay. real. You know, I'm a skinny nigga. So I'm, I'm trying to you know get but women like skinny niggas, dog. You know, and about and um, um, you know, trying to save my money. Like I, I don't have like my goal is here is to get twenty ten thousand dollars in right. like ten thousand dollars in the bank at least. And mm-hmm. uh, right now I only got like over seven, so okay. I'm just working. I'm just working and saving. Um, and don't I'll, I'll, and listen. The only thing you got in life, you ready? Mm-hmm. Is your manhood and money. Mm-hmm. Women are gonna come and go. Yeah. Listen to me. They're going to come and go. As long as you're stacking your paper, you've got money, you got power, you got confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Because some same fine bitches, some same fine bitches in 10, 20 years going to be broke. Yeah. They're going to have nothing. See, I've been through all these stages. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I've been through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I took care of women. I've been played by women. Mm. I remember I used to want to meet a bitch that was struggling. True story. 
I need a bitch that's struggling, a bitch that's about to get evicted, a bitch that's about to get a car repossessed, or a child protective service is coming to get her kids, and I come to the rescue. Like I, back in the day, we used to call it save, save a hoe. <laughs> you know, so I always wanted to be a saver hoe. You know, I wanted, to have a, I wanted to have the cape on and shit. You know, with the cane, <laughs> right? And be at the door, ring the bell, dun dun. Who's it? It's Captain Saver Hoe, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want, I want, I want to be that nigga to take the kids. To, you know, take another nigga kids to school, right? You got yeah. the bitch house. And she take a shower. You waking up another mix of kids. Get dressed, Stevie, Mike, Mike, and KK. You know I'm going downstairs, cook toast and shit, and have your cereal. So she up there getting um, um, washed, but she got the fat ass, the thighs. She looking good, and you really trying to be this nigga, right? You putting butter <laughs> and shit on the, you putting butter and jelly on the toast and shit. You know you giving them, you giving them juice. You putting ice in the juice and shit. Kids, oh, you're gonna tie the kids' shoes, right? Everybody at the kids' table, they sipping, you know. And she comes down, she's like, oh, you're so good. You know, kiss you again. You really feel fucking proud. Like, <laughs> but you really is a fucking fool. Right, right. You know, and one of my jokes I talk about now is the reason why I couldn't date women with children, because, bitch, if you cheat on me and I know it, one day you're going to leave. I'm going to get your kids. We're going to go to the park around 9.30 in the morning. And I'm going to open the van door and tell them to go out and play. And I'm going to leave the kids. So when you come back home by 8, 9 o'clock that night, thinking that I'm this good motherfucking dude um, warming up pizza in the oven at 375, you know, giving the kids soda and shit, you come like, where's my KK pizza? I said, bitch. You been cheating on me. So I took them <laughs> motherfucking kids to the park and I opened up the band door and I let their ass go. It's nine o'clock tonight right now. You get there, you might find one motherfucker left. Bitch, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I'm telling you. I'm saying me and my brother, we was talking about last night. I was over here saying night. I'm like, bro, she takes so cold, man. I swear we was cause I think you we was talking about how you said you left the girl out 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 back. Are you like yep. half luggage at Outback? We was laughing about that shit. We were like, that nigga cold, boy. Yeah, I'm cold, dog. <laughs> Listen to me. I'm not. I'm really that nigga. I'm not on flight. I remember one time I met this young bitch. This is years ago. Bitch was fine. So um, I'm a man who's worked hard on being disciplined, right? Mm-hmm. If I say I'm going to be there at 1 o'clock, I'm going to be at that motherfucker at 12.15. I'm going to have 45 minutes of downtime right. before 1 o'clock. I don't get there at 1. I get there maybe 45 minutes. So me just bad bitch. I pull her. You know, we in L.A. I go, you know, I got the nice hotel. You know, I'm fucking. But then I see one of my other bitches I used to fuck. We come out of the hotel at the same time. She was her new nigga. But you know, I got the Bentley outside. She's like, hey, TK. And I wink at it and shit. So the girl got kind of, I'm really feeling this bitch, right? So I have <laughs> one of my guys pick up the car, and I hop in. This is for Uber and all this shit is out. So mm-hmm. I, I, got, I take my cars to my garage. You know, I never, I only, I only stuck once in a while. So I had the Bentley out. So I had my other homie bring the car around to meet me. They took that car, put it in the garage. I supposed to put my cars in garages back then, only bring them out once in a while. 
Yeah. So I'm calling the girl, I'm feeling her, and I know I'm going to take nobody from city to city with me. Yeah. So the bitch is so fine. I had her like, bitch, come on, we roll it. So, you know, um, we could, I could buy some nice luggage for the bitch. And I like taking care of women. I like buying bitches bras, panties and shit, you know, yeah. uh, perfume, shit to lay in bed. Because, bitch, I, I look good when I go to bed. You know, I got the time for such pajamas on my skin. You know, I'm moist, <laughs> moisturizing my feet and my hair. You know, I come to bed smelling like that nigga, right? You think I was a senior citizen, Tom Ford model, right? So, uh. <laughs> So we go out, and I'm rocking the show. It's packed. Yeah. And these girls is convincing her, hey, I should come to the after party. I'm saying no. Like, bitch, we got to go. So she, this girl's catching a, not a tantrum, but got an attitude because she wants to enjoy herself. But she's a young girl. She had, if I was in my, I was in my early 50s, so she had to be like um, 29, maybe 30, maybe a little older. I'm not sure. Mm. So... She convinces me. I said, you know what? Let's go. So we went, drank, had a good time, but guess what? Yeah. We missed the flight the next morning. Ah, uh, damn. Right? So that yeah. cost me an extra $700 to Woo. rebook the flight because I booked my flight way in advance. I don't believe in giving airports a lot of money. Yeah. So um, I bought tickets, but I bought three tickets. Watch what I'm doing. So we fly to Miami. We're on the plane. We're having a good time. We land. We get our bags. And right before the driver come gets me, I said, girl, you're so fine. Come here. So I tongue this bitch like we on the Bachelorette, right? I'm tonguing her. Real good kiss in the air. She looked at me like she in love. And I give her ass a ticket to fly back to Los Angeles. Bitch, you don't cost me too much motherfucking money. And you don't fuck me. You don't got me off my square, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. And you couldn't believe it. And I left her. Wow. Why are you so cold, DK? I left her ass. <laughs> Damn. I sure did. If she Damn. hearing this, she knows. She knows. Like, that nigga telling the truth. <laughs> and what's cold, the bitch that I left at our back with her luggage on the um on the bench. Yeah. She still reaches out to me this to this day, still wanting to fuck me. She's like, I really I wanna fuck you. It's so compatible. True story. <laughs> I was I was telling my brother, you gotta be a cold ass nigga to to diss a bitch. And then have us still want to fuck with you later on. Like, you go. That's real, y'all. That's real. I got, I got another crazy story. I'm doing this. Um, I'm in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I pull another bad bitch. So I fly her first class. The bitch so cold. I fly her first class because now I'm doing this. I was, I was in Atlanta mm-hmm. doing this movie with Ice-T called Rats. So then you ever get a chance, move this movie, it's this movie where he raps like a horror film. Me, Ice-T, a couple other um, major actors. So I fly the bitch with me to Los Angeles, be in a nice hotel. And um, that night, we have to go to this party. So I go to the party, packed, and everybody know me. So I walk in, TK, what's up, TK? So I'm mingling at the bar, turn around, the bitch ain't nowhere around me. <laughs> I turn around the bitch on the dance floor dancing. That's a sign to me. Just a bitch, 
this I, I flew you out here. I don't supposed to get the first dance. So I, don't, I, I don't trip. I don't trip. I still stay as cool as the other side of the pillow, right? So we fought that night or whatever. The next morning, this is before iCloud and back up your phone type shit. So my phone dies with all my contacts in the phone. So I can't reach nobody. So I get up early that morning. I'm running to all places to see if I can get my phone fixed. Because as you know, our lives are in our phones. So this is for this is you was probably nine years old when this was going on, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I come back to the hotel by three because I have a show that night at eight o'clock. Okay. So I come back. Homegirl is not ready. So I said, listen, I can't wait for you. See, I don't let nobody fuck up what I'm doing. So I said, I can't wait for you. So one of my homies from Chicago was in the same hotel. So I seen his name was Gotti. Shout out to Gotti. What's up, Playboy? So um, me and him were talking, and I leave. Mm-hmm. I tell him about 12 or 1 o'clock. Homegirl's laying across the bed, but in her... Um, Underneath the, let me pause here real quick on that. Let's go back to before the party. Okay. Before the party, I'm on the film set, and when I'm on the film set, when I leave, she's in the car suite. But when she slides over, there's a phone number underneath her ass. With the nigga <laughs> had wrote the number. I said, "What's this?" She said, "Oh, this guy wants to give us massages, his and her massages, and he gave me the number, but she fell asleep." That was fine. Then we went to the party when she danced to somebody, but I didn't trip. Then the next day, the phone broke. Um, I left her, talked to one of my homies in the hallway, um, downstairs, the library downstairs. So when I come back that night, watch this. She's laying across the bed, just chilling, sleep. I think I moved a cup or something. There was Gotti's phone number, my man that I saw in the lobby. Wow. Now, he don't know I'm with her because I, I don't tell people I'm with somebody, right? Right, right. I said, how the fuck you get Gotti's number? She shocked. <laughs> she said, oh, I met him downstairs. He told me to give you the number. Bitch, I got his number already. <laughs> so I said, yeah, so I got it. So, okay, this bitch, I got three strikes. So we got the car at the movie set. <laughs> the club but she was dancing with somebody else now you got my niggas number that you ain't shit right but I'm not gonna let you control me watch what I'm about to tell you dog yeah. so that morning we're leaving I'm dressed I took a shower she took a shower I'm getting dressed fast this bitch is keeping pace for, for belt for belt pants for pants sneakers for sneakers she keeping up with me so we get in the car and listen I'm going to drive you to the airport, then I'm going to take the rental car back, and I'll be right back. (laughs) Nigga, I left this bitch at the airport (laughs) with no airline ticket. (laughs) I left her ass at the airport with no airline ticket. And guess what? Me and that bitch is friends to this day. (laughs) 
Yeah, this is it. We friends to this day. I got one more quick story. So I'm fucking with this nigga in Chicago named Mark Jackson. Yeah, Mark Jackson was a friend but a hate on the low. Just okay. a true story. Friend but a hate on the low, but I still love him. And I should have cut the nigga off years ago because he got me for $5,000 and tried to play me. So if he's alive, um, I hope you're doing well. If, you, if you're if dead, I, God bless your soul. So I'm going to New York City uh, to do the BET Awards. I think something like that. I'm doing a show somewhere in New York City. Mm-hmm. So I'm staying at the Hyatt on the east side, right down the street from the wall, Dr. Storia. So I get there first. I bring her with me. Mm-hmm. But what she does is I meet her. She's like, oh, I can't go out of town with you until you meet my mom. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I took her mom out, her out. And I could tell the mom was a player back in her day. Oh, homie, you could just tell the way she moving, right? And she probably teaches her kids, like, you got to play a nigga, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So um, I met the mom. I wound up flying the girl with me to New York. But we flying first class on United, right, with the seats that go back. This is when you got, like, a nine course meal on the plane. You know, they mm-hmm. feed you pancakes, they feed you lunch, they give you ice cream, you get champagne and shit, all this before we land. But the girl is kind of sick, right? She's kind of sick. So we get to the Grand Hyatt, I'm on the concierge floor, mm-hmm. right? That's like the private shit up there. So okay. I um, I come check into the hotel, she's sick, I gotta run to my event, because my homie is not there yet. Right. So about one o'clock, I'm calling to check on her. She's not picking up the phone. I'm calling to check on my homie. He's not picking up the phone. Ah, I said, oh, this nigga met my bitch and pulled her, right? This nigga pulled the bitch, right? I said, damn. So I'm calling, but I'm with other people. I'm not letting them know there's something bothering me. I get to the hotel. She's not in my room. So, but I'm on a private floor. If anybody open the door on that floor, you're going to be able to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. So about 2, 3 o'clock, maybe 4, I hear this door open. I open my door. Ah, hear this bitch walking from his room with a T-shirt on, titties banging, ass looking good, and she's walking towards me. And I know he fucked her. Uh. <laughs> I, shut the, I shut the door. I Man. take all her shit and throw it in the hallway. <laughs> right? Rich, you ain't saying with me. But my nigga lets her back in his room. What? Watch what he's doing. Because he wasn't a player about though. He wasn't a player. Watch what I'm about to say. So he's in the room with me. Oh, she can't even fuck her. Man, you're supposed to be a man. I say, yeah, she can't. That bitch ain't shit, dog. I yeah. fucked her. And, you know, put that bitch out. Like, that's what he's supposed to do. But he's right. trying to save face like he did something. Like, his loyalty should have been to me. Right. Not to her. Because I wasn't mad at you that you knocked her off. I'm mad, nigga, because you lying about you knocked her off, Right. <laughs> right. So we leave her. The next, she, she stayed in his room. We leave the next one because we got to do some runs around some errands. Mm-hmm. So I think he puts her out the room. And oh, no, no, no. She left, got up early that morning. She left. Mm-hmm. While we're going on that, she gets security 
to let her in the room because she's that bad. You know, some bitch is so bad that a nigga dropped his guard down just to make a bitch happy. Right. So, <laughs> right, so this the security dude lets her back in his room to get her things, and she leaves. Right? She leaves. When we come back, the security says, hey, I let that girl in your room, and she was some white guy. But see, I already canceled the bitch ticket. She wasn't getting back. Right. I said, the bitch, you stuck in New York. But she was so fine, nigga. Watch this. This bitch met some white rich guy. And after we left that bitch in New York, she met a nigga that she stayed with the white man three or four days later. Mm. Right? So let's fast forward now. Maybe six months. I don't see her. I don't talk to her. I'm doing a show at the comedy store. It's got to be 1997 around that time. So I got the big boy bins. Remember the, the big bins that look like a square box? Yeah. <laughs> so I got that, that, that one that weighed like, weighed like about 200 million pounds. But the motherfucker was cold. It looked like a tank. So I got the brand new motherfucker, yo, black on black. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, this shit is cold. So we're driving up Lafayette Boulevard to go to the comedy store. I'm by myself. There's a group of women in a car, but they don't know who's in the car. Mm. So when we get to, they follow me, they follow me, we get to the light. This bitch is on the passenger side. I'm on the driver's side. Okay. I roll the window down. This bitch's face is in shock. I say, yeah, bitch, I blew up. And it took off. Uh, One of the greatest, greatest stories ever. So when I say, nigga, I've been through and lived and had some crazy moments and some experiences, I truly mean that shit, yo. I am uh, not playing. How that, shit don't, how that shit don't fuck with you mentally? Like, damn, you're like, ah, shit. It's but see, that's the thing, right? That's the thing. I'm resilient. Okay. See, either you adapt to life or life will destroy you. Right. Because life, everybody thinks life is supposed to be easy. Like, I really think that because I was like, damn, God, if you put all this together, why you make all this shit smooth? <laughs> <laughs> that shit don't make no sense to me, right? Like, if you God. Right? Why are you sitting there? You're like, you know what, man? I'm gonna put, I'm gonna make a earth, and I'm gonna put people on it and animals, etc. I want to make everybody's life amazing. Mm-hmm. But this shit is rough. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you gotta learn how to control your emotions. Yep. You got to know how to eat good and take care of your body. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta know what type of people to hang around. Mm-hmm. You gotta know what to allow in your life and what not to allow in your life. Mm-hmm. You gotta get a good education so that you can take care of yourself to do all these other things, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, so it's so important every day to the day you die, the choices that you make. 
Even when you're 80, you still got to do the right thing because you can smack somebody, you can hit somebody, you can shoot somebody. You still go to jail. Right. No matter what age you are, you can you can go to jail at 10, 15, or you can go to jail at 81. So you have to live a, a productive life and make good, good, good decisions. Mm-hmm. And you can't put people in your life that can push your buttons to make you angry or make you want to hurt them. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. See, my daughter's mother one time, I hated her so fucking bad. You know, she had cheated on me because my mother had died. My youngest brother died right after that. I was really yeah. going through a lot. And she took me through a lot of shit unnecessarily, right? It was like um, good versus evil. So I'm out here fighting the world, but in actuality, the enemy was sleeping right in the bed with me. Right. So I remember being in the Bermuda. I had a mother with me, her, you know, paying for everything. So it rained, but I wasn't with us. So I went to the Gucci store and bought me something from Gucci, but I bought them just some regular shit because everybody was wet. So she was so not hateful, but so inconsiderate. Um, she would say, oh, you didn't buy me Gucci. <laughs> I swear to God, I remember being on the jet skis in the middle of the ocean, but I got hate in me, and I wanted to take my elbow and turn around while she was on the back and hit her in the nose and pay <laughs> with my elbow, right, and leave the bitch out there in the ocean and let her die. <laughs> and let this bitch die. That's how much hate I had in me. And I remember telling my aunt this. God bless her. She's a piece now, too. And she said, TK, you got to let her go. Yeah. She said, you got to let her go. And I didn't listen. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you the story because I'm leaving this somewhere. I didn't let her go. And I remember one day I'm in um, Atlanta doing a show. I pull up one of my bitches who's from Oakland. She's down there. We fucking, but me and my daughter's mom, we're not together, but we still live in the same house. Mm-hmm. I had a choice this day because one of my friends had committed suicide maybe a week earlier. I was going to go to the funeral. I was going to do this comedy show. I was going to go home and see my daughter. So I didn't get this, this comedy show that the people wanted me on. I was supposed to go to the funeral, but I was mad at my homie for killing himself, right? I was, I, like, I was really pissed. I'm not going to this shit. Like, nigga, the fuck is wrong with you? So yeah. I fly home. I get in my car. I'm driving down the highway. And I see this beautiful Cadillac Escalade, the same kind of car. I bought my daughter's mom because my daughter's mom got a new car every year. Like, I was balling like that, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the car pulls right beside me. It's her and another nigga in the car. Ah, damn. So she could have easily rolled down the window. She, she didn't have game, right? She could have easily rolled the window down. Yeah. She said, hey, TK, this is my brother's friend. We're on the way, such and such. And I probably would have believed this shit, right? I said, oh, okay, I'll see you at the house. Mm-hmm. But now this bitch tried to duck behind a wheel of a cattle, and you can't hide. <laughs> so we go on a high-speed chase on the 50th freeway in California. <laughs> I'm ramming 
the car that I pay bills on Ramsey. <laughs> you know, the nigga get out the car when when we pull off the exit. The nigga get out the car and take off like Carl Lewis. Nigga gone. <laughs> so I park my car, roll up the side, smack the top, put the pinky out, but I'm smacking. <laughs> So she runs, ah, ah, and she gets in the ah, ah, car with some people at the light. He's trying to kill me, ah, and they take off because they think I'm about to kill him. I take, I take the Cadillac Escalade and park it in the gas station. I get back in my car. I'm going to get my daughter. <laughs> because I feel betrayed, right? Yeah. yeah. Ten minutes later, nigga, it's helicopters and about ten cars looking for me. Mm-hmm. So it's bumper to bumper traffic. They, you know, the cops are on the shoulder road, right? Yeah. So I need to pull over. I'm on the phone. I can, matter of fact, I'm on the phone with Fifty Cent in this agency because we get ready to start this thing called the Jesus Comedy. And I'm talking yeah. to this manager who's deceased now called Chris Lighty, right? Yeah. So I said, yo, I got to go. I talked to my friend Wiggy. I said, yo, yo, the cops is after me. And he said, nigga, um, you should have, he told me should, I should have never hit her, right? He said, you should have never hit her. And so I do give him props for that. So the cops are trying to get, they trying to get me on the highway to arrest me. I'm in a, Nice blue slacks, loafers. I got a nice blue um, dress shirt on with cufflinks. Nigga, I'm you ain't gonna rest me on no highway and embarrass me. So I get up on the exit. <laughs> right? They lock me up and shit. But they get me. They charge me with carjacking. <laughs> Nigga, they take my shit and take me to carjacking. So my bail is five hundred thousand dollars. Damn. Finally, that nigga, I'm out in two days because it's the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'm out in two days. A week later, I'm performing at Madison Square Garden to do my show. Long story short, um, I wound up getting probation for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, the prosecutor, who's a black guy with this white lady, um, is on my head. He could have gave me a shot. You know, he could have gave me a break. So after two years of fighting the case, uh, I get the probation. Um, they on my head heavy. Me and the same prosecutors walking to the elevator. Don't you know this motherfucker tells me, yo, I understand your pain. I was engaged once, and my bitch cheated on me, and I went off. Mm. Where he should have, like, felt my... You can't be a hypocrite in life, right? You can't have done something and then you're going to punish somebody for the same shit you went through. You're supposed to make sure you look out for me and give me game and say, yo, I'm going to give you this break and just don't fuck up again, right? Yep. So I just I, I just remember that. And my point, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm, I'm sharing to you all these stories, after all this shit I went through in my life with women, crime, and decision that life, Life. In that situation, a man told me in jail, an older gentleman at that time, he said that's an unforeseen occurrence, meaning you could still be prepared in life, but sometimes you don't, some things you just can't expect. And that caught me off guard because I know for a fact if that would have happened any other day, 
it wouldn't have went down. But all that has made me to the OG I am today. Yep. Right? It's made me wise. It's given me wisdom. I, and I, I allow my pain to teach young men and women like you so y'all don't have to go through the same thing. You can listen to it. You can. I paint the picture of the pain that I went through so that you can hear it. So you can always play this episode back when in doubt. You can always play this episode back when you need answers. So all these episodes that I have on my podcast, guess what? It's the Bible to the streets. It's literally a blueprint of how to win and how to survive. Yeah. And if people really want to win in life, all you got to do is sit back and listen to the episodes. That's it. Yeah. It, it will give you a guide on how to maneuver through this thing called life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, if I could say something, I think yeah. it really, I think the big thing that fucked me up was when she like, it was that she like sat in the car. I remember I'm, I'm in the car, right? Because I didn't have a car at the time and I kind of messed up and um, I had moved in where when I like, because I was, li- when I got kicked out of college, I had was living with my grandmother and I felt like all the pressure and was on me. So I was kind of like, I feel like I was kind of, I realized now I was kind of running from my problems. So I, uh, I moved in with her, but I was I wasn't like the niggas that you be clowning that don't have luggage. <laughs> right. I, I had luggage, not and I contributed. So, <laughs> like I remember her, uh, she was behind on Cardinal because you know she was bad with managing money, and I paid that like it was no problem. So I contributed. You know, I made sure there was food in the house. I, I guess when I was driving her car, I always put gas in the car, and I always went to work and came back. You know what I'm saying? So I was, I don't was no sorry ass nigga, you know? And, uh, but the really, I think the biggest thing that really messed me up was that she was in the car just telling me, like, she was just really casually telling me that she had gotten to his baby mama because she suspected that they was fooling around. And I was just, right. you know, I was just chilling. I was like, okay, like, I'm thinking she's talking to me like we, how we usually talk. And it's just crazy because that, like, I think that was really fucking me up because it's like, yo, that kind of, you know what I'm saying? You're not a good friend to me. Like, you know, because that's something I value more is, like, the friendship. And I know, and I know you're big on character and integrity. Right. So that's just, that really fucked me up. Like, yo, you really didn't give a fuck about me, you know? And it was crazy, TK. I did the dumbest shit. I had, this was around the time we had broke up. For the first time we had broke up. And I was in my feelings, and I wanted to get the bitch back. I was like, ah, oh, I want the bitch back. And, and um. Uh, and what? And then uh, it was her birthday coming up, and I had went to her birthday. Like it, it was like it was kind of like, again, don't judge me. I I, I didn't know this, but mm-hmm. yeah, she said she was having a girls' night, so it was her. her uh, it was a, uh, it was her friend from college that I know, and some other her other family and girls or whatever. So I'm like, okay. So, but I was gonna bring her like flowers and chocolate and shit, you know, it's just a million mm-hmm. and um. Uh, I went up there, I had, like, took an Uber there, and uh, even though I was, she told me I was supposed to come, but when I came up there, I was so smooth, and she was like, oh, okay, you can come in, you can come in, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and, you know, I'm just chilling, I, we, I'm just chilling while all the girls getting drunk and shit, now, and I'm putting myself on game, I'm like, okay, so this is what women do, like, when they, you know, with their girlfriends, they, like, get drunk, 
right. loud, shout and just dance and twerk and do all that other shit. So, but she was she was so but she was already drunk when I got there. So she got okay. she got so drunk that keep in mind I was in my center and I wanted this girl. She was like she was literally blurred out loud. Oh, this nigga. Uh, I got some good dick for this nigga. She the other day, and it was just so good. She like had a leg shaking in there. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Say <laughs> this about another nigga? Yes, and I'm my dumb ass just sitting there. I'm like, damn. And I, I, the bitch had me thinking for me. I'm like, yo, when do we have sex? It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, this ain't enough. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm the homegirl. My homegirl tried to shut her up, like, okay, okay, Alex, da, da, da. And she told me, oops, I shouldn't have said that. And I was like, what the fuck? Yo, I went in the bathroom, right? All of them, like, they still laughing and shit. I looked in the mirror, I was like, yo, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> right, right. So I been through some shit, too. And I remember, but, ooh, another one. I had, this was before her birthday. I had, we. this was like when she actually broke up with me. The day she actually broke up with me, it was like some weeks had went by, and I, I, I still had, she, I still had access to her social media account, like, because she wanted to do that, and I was like, okay, you know. Right, mm-hmm. um, Which is stupid, but so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it is stupid, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So, um, and that's another thing. Uh, women, I never liked that women... Like, to the women today, they always treat all men like niggas ain't shit, which I didn't like because it's like, right. you, don't know, you don't even know me. But, right. but uh, anyway. That's, a, that's the first thing they say, too. It's true. Yep. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I, so I got access to an account, right? And I noticed I'm in my feelings. I'm dep- I went through a depression and shit, so I'm in my feelings, and I, and I look. It just dude get texting her. You know, I'm you know, I'm I'm like the middleman. I'm just watching right. the scene. And and this dude texting her, it seemed like keep in mind it's like twelve o'clock and about to go on to one. So I'm like, ah damn, he he going up her place for a smoke session or whatever. They having like a little smoke session. Mm-hmm. And he probably, he he texted her like, Hey, where where the place at? you know, and I'm like, you know, my stomach's starting to hurt. I'm like, Ah, I know what's going on. Right, right. <laughs> and uh and uh so last night he finally pulled up and I was like, Oh, I can't take this shit no more. Let me just go to sleep. I forced myself to go to sleep. I was, the nigga had a nigga crying and shit. I was like, Oh shit, Lord <laughs> I was going about to go to sleep. So I went to sleep, my stomach was hurt and I woke up. No, no, before I went to sleep I told the Lord, I was like, Lord, tell me something in the morning. Tell me something, give me a sign, tell me something in the morning, right? So I went to sleep, I woke up, the Lord showed me something. And Well he showed you the nigga still was there? No, no, the, the they 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 text he uh the dude was telling oh I had a good time last night but the, my ex he was telling the dude why did you do that yeah he, he was like cause it felt good I remember the messages and everything he was like right and shit I was like ah shit they fucked I was like right. oh, oh my that shit, that's oh, that dumb shit hoes do right they don't yeah. fuck you and then, and then know that they fucked you. And then act like they wasn't responsible and say, "Well, did you do that, bitch? You don't open your legs, right?" And they they like to throw in that, "Oh, well, technically we were together, bitch. You knew I still wanted you, right, right, right. <laughs> you knew I still wanted that. You were call, and that thing she was calling me. You know, right. I I was trying not to call her. She was calling me, trying trying to check up on me and say, bitch, you know, I want to talk to you." Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah she, that girl done put me through some shit, yo. And I was just like, man. I, I was like, man. People are confused, right? Yeah. And that's why men and women literally got to stay single because of games like that. Because imagine that. Man, you're a nice guy. I can tell you're a nice guy. Mm-hmm. But you said you got depressed. You said your stomach got hurt. Imagine to the men who go to that same thing who can't take it, who wind up killing the girl, who wind up sometimes killing the girl and the baby. Sometimes you got to get the girl, the girl, baby, and the, and the baby daddy. Right. Like, it's, 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 the pain is that they didn't kill themselves. <laughs> this is crazy, yo. That's why I'm glad that um, I have this show mm-hmm. for you young men. Because I'm really, my show is really touching young America, right? It's really getting guys your age. Even though the people in their 30s and 40s listen to me too, but it's really getting you guys before you really fuck up. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about the TK Kirkman show. It's, you guys are really listening to me. And that's yep. how you got to spread the word more and more and more because people do hear about it later. Like, nigga, I wish I didn't listen to this show five years ago. Nigga, I wish I Like, I feel bad for them, yo. Mm-hmm. I really do. So I'm happy that you are 20 and you got all these episodes mm-hmm. that help mold you for the rest of your life, yo. When I'm going to leave this earth one day, you still got episodes of T.K. Kirkland that you can listen to to the day you die. Man, I'm going to be so hurt whenever it's your time. Like, I'll I, I be telling my brother, I'm like, yo, I'll, see, I hope TK gets to live in his hundreds. Like, you know, and I'll be like, oh, my God, gonna be, I'm going to be so hurt, man, because I look at you like a mentor. Like, I wish you was my uncle. <laughs> my my brother, he be telling me, he be like, see, I wish that nigga was my dad. <laughs> Real. Man, I swear, oh, man, it's going to hurt me. It really is. Yeah, yeah. But I, but we, we, you know, it's my mentor. My other mentor used to tell me, you think life, you'll get life. You think right, death. And that's what I do. See, but I, the way I do life is I think death so that I'm prepared to get everything I'm supposed to get done, knowing that tomorrow's not promised to you. Right. So I live my life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, don't never say life is too short. Because when you say that, words are powerful. Your life will be short. Life is long. Uh-huh. Life is long. I, I, want all, I want everything coming to me. I want every minute, every second, every hour. That's why I get up early. Yeah. You know, I go to bed at maybe 10. I'm up at 2. Mm-hmm. I don't need a lot of motherfuckers sleep. I sleep, but I don't need a lot of sleep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna rest my body. I'm gonna take care of myself. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'll, die. I'll sleep when I die. No, no, no. I'm gonna go to sleep, <laughs> read, do what I need to do, and I'm going back to up to the bed. I'll be back to bed by seven o'clock. And like today, I, I, I rested really well last night, so I'm up. Can't be doing this. Then I gotta run some errands. Then I gotta fly out of town. Um, go celebrate my daughter's birthday. I've been on vacation for a couple of weeks. It feels good to just relax. Mm-hmm. But I went, I sat here, like I said, sipping on my little coffee, 
and I read your um, DM a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. So I sat down this morning and I looked through it and I said, wow, let me give this brother a call because your story really got to me. So yeah. here we are, family. We have met. We have officially met each other. And I want to thank you for um, listening to me and helping me better your life and Man. to the world. So everybody around the world listen to this thing, this TK Kirkland podcast. Listen, life's not fair. Play the hand that you dealt. Right. But if you make good choices, you have the advantage on the other person. You have the advantage on life if you make good choices. If you get a good education, if you work hard, if you learn how to control your emotions, mm-hmm. you learn not to hurt nobody. When I mean hurt somebody, I mean hit them. Don't do nothing that can get you locked up or killed out here. Mm-hmm. Don't do, don't fuck with women who will put you in a bad situation. And ladies, don't fuck with men that will put you in a bad situation. Everybody has to think. Yeah. This is the TK Kirkland podcast, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it right here. The, the 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 most original podcast in the world. And believe me, we got other people that got shows and I think all of them did. But this show right here is motherfucking incredible. September second to the fifth, ladies and gentlemen. Check me out at the world famous Atlanta Comedy Theater in Norcross, ladies and gentlemen. It's gonna be off the chain. Um, we're gonna have a good time. To everybody else around this world, hit me in my DM. We got a situation, and give me time to get back to you, my man. I wish you the best. You hear me? Yes, sir. I got a quick question for yeah. you. Uh, when are you uh, coming to Dallas or Arlington for us? Because I'm an artist, and I would love to paint. A, and my skills is cold, so I would love to paint a portrait for you, or something for you to keep so you remember me. Okay, that sounds good, but here's the thing. We might have to meet in Houston because I was just talking about how I'm not – I did Dallas a lot this year. Yeah. So I'm not doing a show in Dallas no more until the year 2023. Okay, 2023. So, but, so, yeah, but I'm doing Houston, though, in November. So you might could come down to Houston or something. That would be kind of cool. But that's so cool now. You got my cell phone number. Of course. So dial me anytime, but when you call me, make sure you got something to talk about because I'm a busy nigga. Gotcha. I wish you had to wish you the best. So, man, tell your grandmama, say hello. Mm-hmm. Remember, be smooth, enjoy yourself. You know, use the Bible, you know, pull the bitches, eat their pussy real good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's going to like, well, how'd you do that? And you're like, that's for the Lord. Yo, I'm out, family. Take care of yourself. I love, man. (laughs) Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.